All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 live on Orders Nation YouTube. And it's always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where, hey, if you haven't tried it, try it now. Use your uh, promo code SPORTS50 and you will get a free $50 play at PlayAlberta.ca. The Edmonton Orders will be playing in Florida tonight. They've won their last three, and uh, in the McDavid era, they are actually 6-1 uh, and one all time in Florida. So it's a, it's a place, sometimes you can't even make it make sense why certain teams have more success in certain buildings. But uh, the Orders, they like playing in Florida. We'll see it happen tonight. Uh, Mr. Pickard will get the start in goal tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, also, uh, Philip Broberg is coming in. We don't know who's coming out. My guess is uh, is Adam Ernie. We'll see uh, the orders uh, spent today working on special teams because their uh, power play right now is shooting blanks. Shooting blanks. It's not. Uh, it's not good. Not good at all. They got to be. Uh, they got to be better. There's no question about it. You look at their power play. McDavid, Drysdale, Nugent, Hopkins have a combined one power play goal in their last 13 games. One. Hey, come on. Their power play is 11.6%, the first unit. Now, the second unit scored some goals, so the team's power play is at 18%, which is still not good in today's era. Right? It's not good overall. They're 12th on the season at 22%. And I would argue that their power play and their big guns, or lack thereof, were a big reason why they lost that game in Tampa Bay. The Oilers were the better team for the first 40 minutes. It wasn't close. But they didn't capitalize. 
And you don't tell me that Johansson is so good that you can't score in him. Like, give me a break. You just got to bear down. You got to finish your chances. They got. They got to. It's got to be a little bit more urgency. There, there's clearly even the best players in the game can lack some confidence. And I think it's obvious right now that there is a lack of confidence uh, offensively right now for the Oilers' big guns, and we'll see if it can uh, come around. They need it to. There's no question about it. Uh, they need their big guns to uh, to show up here soon. But, hey, they have played well. They've won three of their last four. Right, they, they had another good start in Tampa Bay. Good starts haven't been their problem. Holding the lead has been their problem. Usually when you when you score first, the good teams, you're winning 80, 85% of those games. The Oilers right now have won 40% of the games where they score first. Not good at all. Uh, they do get a little bit of a break as Barkoff will not play tonight for Florida. He got injured on Friday night in Anaheim and is out tonight. Maybe we'll be ready for Florida. So that's a little bit of a break. Lundell will move up. And hey, watch out for Reinhardt. Reinhardt is on fire. Right now, he's got 13 goals in the first 17 games for the Panthers. Uh, meanwhile, the Grey Cup yesterday. What a game. I love championship games in any sport because there's so much on the line. And that was a fascinating game to watch. Fast. It had everything. And what about the play call from Jason Moss on third and five to go over the top for 31 yards. And then on the next play, they hit Phil Pot in the end zone for what was the uh, the game-winning touchdown. That was unbelievable play calling. I loved it. Aggressive. It was awesome. So, you know, full marks for Montreal. That has to be a real kick in the junk for Winnipeg. Another good season. You know, overall, they've been the most consistent team in the league now the last four years, but uh, they're 2-2 two and two in the Grey Cup. And when they stuff them, on three tries from the one yard line, late in that first half, you thought, okay, this is going to be the this is going to be what breaks Montreal, and it didn't. So I give the Alouettes full marks for that victory, full marks. You know, and lots of guys, Cody Fajardo, Jason Moss, guys that had been, um, you know, while well, some people said Fajardo was done, was should never play again. You know, Jason Moss wasn't a good head coach. Mm. Uh, even when he was in Edmonton, I argued that. People are, oh, Moss doesn't know anything. Um, it's it's always easy to to want to make outrageous claims about that. I always thought Moss was a pretty good coach. As emotional, who cares? <laughs> like, the, to me, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of emotion. Yeah, you want it controlled. And yeah, he had some outbursts more early on in his years. Yeah, and really had it the last year of coaching. But people still remembered it. Trust me, it was comical at times. We all remember it. It was funny to watch. But overall, thought they were good. Um, the NFL, what a weekend. And this season in the NFL, it is, this might be one of the most unpredictable regular seasons that I can think of. Well, the only thing that is predictable is that Connor Halley's Chargers will find new ways that are like Connor Halley, like it, it must be difficult to be a Chargers fan, or maybe you're, maybe your, th- your skin is so thick from, the tough losses that you're like, oh, no big deal. Connor's just holding his hand over the flame. And by this point, seven years in, the last seven years anyway, as a Charger fan, like the flame doesn't even bother you anymore because it's just a constant burn. You have your first round pick, run a great route, get behind the defender by two steps, I should add. Your quarterback floats it right into his hands. You're off to the races for the game-winning touchdown. Drop. <laughs> 
and they lose the game. Like, and hey, they're behind the Broncos, Connor Halley, who the Broncos at the start of this year, they looked dead in the water. Right? People thought they were done. They gave up 70 points, for goodness sakes. But now they're 5-5, five and five, right? It is, like, look at the teams. You know, Indianapolis is 5-5. Five and five. The Texans are 6-4. Uh, are and four. The Bills actually got a win. They're 6-5. and five. Like, it's, the Chargers, it's crazy to say, it's 10 games, there's seven games left. I'm not even going to say the Chargers are out of it yet. Because if they could win six in their final seven, which I know it seems unlikely, but it's plausible based on how this season's gone, especially in the AFC. Yeah, Gregor, I mean, I, I know the Chargers enough to know that they're not just going to fade away and suck because that'd be too easy. They'll keep their playoff hopes alive as long as they can and then they'll lose to the Chiefs in the final week of the season. But that, you know, the Quentin Johnston play, you're right. That was a bad drop. He he even could have, you know, adjusted his body, turned, oh. caught it and went to the ground yes. rather than trying to keep on running. But Keenan Allen drops one in the end zone. He dropped another one on the two-yard line that would have set up first and goal. Austin Eckler fumbles inside the five. Donald Parham drops an easy fourth down conversion. Easier catch than Quentin Johnston's and they lose by three. It's just kind of what they do. Uh, they could have been up. They could have had 35 points in that game, and it would have been no problem. But it's the little mistakes they continue to do. And for once, I can't even blame Brandon Staley. I mean, I could. He should be fired. He should have been fired weeks ago. But he's still there, and uh, his receivers absolutely let the Chargers down, the fan, the coaches, everyone. But not the most painful loss I've seen. So, yeah, it was frustrating, but... I've seen worse, and uh, we probably will see worse against the Ravens or the Patriots. They'll, they'll let Mac Jones carve them up in a couple weeks, I'm sure. Your uh, your coach was pretty defensive in his uh, <laughs> post-game press conference. We're going to have to play some of that a little bit later on. I thought that was uh, that was interesting to see because he was um, he was not happy by any stretch of the imagination. And you know, he's trying to defend his defense, his past defense. I'm like, dude, what are you defending here? He's the worst pass defense in the league. There's nothing to defend. I'm sorry. There is nothing that you can defend about the way you're playing is uh, def- defensively right now. They're just, uh, they're not good. They're not good at all. So Stop asking the questions. I'm going to continue to call plays. <laughs> all right, Brandon. Oh, classic, <laughs> classic stuff. So uh, crazy weekend. And what a Monday nighter. So you got Oilers and Panthers. And then, of course, you have the Chiefs and the Eagles, a Super Bowl rematch. Both teams coming off. Uh, by weeks, which is uh, which is really impressive. So uh, we'll get to the text line. You can always text us at 833-401-1440 in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Hey, guys, does this end the Dynasty talk? Bah, of course. Uh, going back-to-back is nice, and going to four in a row is good, but you only won. You only won uh, two of them, right? So... um that's obviously uh, an area where they got to improve on. There's no question. So, hey, guys, the Broncos are the hottest team in the uh, NFL right now. One of four in a row. Uh, is that the longest streak? You're right. That is the longest streak. See, that's how crazy it is. The Broncos have won four in a row, and uh, that's the hottest streak in the, in the National Football League. So, you know what? Uh, the Browns lose their quarterback. The Houston Texans have won uh, three in a row. Then you've got, um, well, the Jets are the Jets. Ooh, what about the Titans? Man, they get spanked. <laughs> they are not good at all right now. Hey, Gregor, did you say Broberg's coming in? Why wouldn't they just keep the fourth line intact? It played well and just take DeHarnay out from Doug. Doug, I can't agree with you anymore. 
I totally agree. The fourth line was very good. Limited minutes, I get it. But I guess they want DeHarnay on the penalty kill. That's the only thing I can think of. Because, yeah, you, you could put in uh, Broberg for DeHarnay. I don't think DeHarnay has played that well. Right? I don't love how he played that uh, the game-winning goal. Right, he was pointing. Ryan McLeod wasn't close enough yet to fully commit and just give the passing lane. I think he needed to stay. Let McLeod get a little bit closer to Glenn Denning before then you could escape and go off to the puck carrier. So that was just me, but we'll see. Hey, Gregor, why do all the betting apps still respect the orders this much? Well, because they've won three of their last four, and because if you look at all the underlying numbers. The Edmonton orders control the puck more. They have uh, more shots. They just don't score. And they, and they, against Tampa, I didn't see any like 10 bell errors. Of course, they made a few errors, but everybody does, right? Um, overall, though, the, the orders, they're not that bad. I know the record says it, but they are, they are still the best team in the league, in my opinion, in self destructive. I'm sorry, but they are. They are, uh, they are the best at self-destructing. So whenever they can figure that out, that's going to help them. Like they did it. Look at Seattle. Look at the Islanders. Look at Seattle games. They didn't self-destruct. The other team's obviously going to get chances, but there wasn't many top-notch chances in those games against. And when there was, Skinner was good. The Tampa Bay game, all right, a lot of penalties. Four-on-four, four, they got murdered because there wasn't a lot of four-on-four four time. And look how many goals they gave up. So to me, they got crushed. And their power play let them down. Their power play needs to be much, much better. So. Hey, Gregor, maybe Winnipeg is just a Western dynasty. <laughs> well, touche, Walter. Touche. Hey, Gregory, you sound sick. No, I'm not sick. I just uh, was a coach. I was in a hockey tournament this weekend. And um, was, there was lots of coaching. We had a lot of fun. Kids had arrived. So it was great. Uh, big shout out to uh, Barhead for hosting. I hadn't been to that. I haven't been to Barhead in, oh, I can't remember last time I was there. And I've never driven to Barhead kind of the back way. I'd never even heard of the town of Busby. So a uh, shout out to uh, the all the Busbians as uh, we drove through. Uh, went the back way uh, from St. Albert to Villeneuve, out through Busby. You ever been to Busby, Connor? Never even heard of it. There you go. So Nice town? Hamlet? Yeah, small little Hamlet. Yeah, not not a whole bunch going on, but uh, they did have a pizza place. So, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's a staple for sure. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Had a, had a great time. Kids uh, kids enjoy themselves until they lost in the final. But, hey, that's what's going to happen. Little uh, little adversity. It's how it goes. Can't win every game. So, it was uh, it was good. It's always a, uh, you know. I just want to say it's uh, it's funny that uh, you know we were in uh, Didsbury last year for a tournament in Barhead. There's uh, there is something about uh, you play the uh, the rural teams and they just seem to have a few more. I just think it's because they're eating uh, you know maybe more of the farm food because uh, there's a few more bigger kids, like some some rather large kids. Which when kids are nine, right, and then someone's ten or eleven, obviously it's a you know, it can be a Pretty large size difference, but uh, yeah, there's a few. Uh, Barhead has a few pretty, uh, pretty big kids. Although, sort of Beaumont in the in the tournament we played, but uh, we had a lot of fun. So, I uh, hope everybody out there, uh, if you're playing in your tournaments, uh, remember have a good time. Try not to uh, 
to keep the lunacy to a minimum, right? Keep the lunacy to a minimum. That's always key. Now, a few other uh, texts to get to. Hey, Greg's the Busby Bar is nice. Lots of guys still ride sleds there for a beer from uh, Chad. Well, there you go, Chad. I'd never heard of, honestly, I'd never been to Busby. Some huge farms around there, though. As a farm guy, like, I was just amazed at it. Uh, at just, like, the you can tell, like, these are massive, massive farms. Just the amount of hayland they have, the amount of head of cattle. It's, uh, you know, a little tear in my eye when I'm... Uh, rolling through there just because uh, obviously I miss the cows uh, at our farm right now. So it's uh, it's one. Those are the things I notice. But uh, Busby was uh, was definitely fun. I'd never, uh, never seen it. Uh, never driven through it before. It was great. Hey, guys, there's a Frisbee with a bowl in the middle called a Busby from Husks. What? Oh, yeah. Alberta's got a lot of those small little towns, you know, that kind of have the unique signature piece. I like that. <laughs> Instead of a Frisbee, they call it Busby. Oh, my God, that is gold. Gene Principe. Like, if there's ever a kid who comes to the NHL from Busby, uh, you know Gino's going to be using that one for sure. Uh, coming up on the show today, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Annie Petrillo in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. Usually she's in four, she's in the 3 o'clock hour today. Lots of big news in the uh, footy world. Brownlee's going to join us next. we got Cam Tate, two-minute warning. George Richards will join us. The Panthers, how about the Panthers? They're in second place. They just got Ekblad and Montour back on Friday. That's their top two right defensemen. And they played great without him. Oliver ekman Larson, he's on their first unit power play. He's played great. Like he's been a bargain for Florida thus far. Sam Reinhardt, I mentioned it, 13 goals in 17 games, killing it. So uh, they get Ekblad and Montour back. That'll make them even more formidable tonight. Uh, Speck will be by Kevin Woodley. Also, help your neighbor. We are going to have our winner in the 4 o'clock hour. So uh, stay tuned. If you're one of our lucky qualifiers, you definitely want to stay tuned because we're going to be calling you, so answer your phone. And uh, for anybody else listening, hey, somebody's going to be gifted a pretty big prize today. So uh, that'll be awesome. You can always text us, email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. It is The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 221, welcome back to Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Hey, didn't mention it, but man, I thought Green Day absolutely crushed it as a halftime show yesterday. I thought that was highly entertaining. I thought they were great. Entertaining show, no lip singing, I'm all over it. Absolutely loved it. So, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Cons, what'd you give it as far as a halftime show? I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring it up in five questions and uh, see where we rank it, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I even said before, I, I kind of lean towards like the pre-1997 Green Day, but I thought they did a good mix, so I thought it was very well done. Well, they had a lot of their pre-97. He's Alberta's. Right? They had a lot of them, so there you go. I did that with my wrist. Mm, there my you apologies. Go. Wow. But yeah, it was a very good performance. Well done by the CFL to get a group like Green Day, like guys that know how to put on a show. Yeah, you're, uh, you're charger uh, wrist charms. You might want to take that off. It's not helping <laughs> you right now. It's not helping you at all. Uh, let's get to the... Uh... Oil report. Don't ask questions about uh, that. Uh, brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. Finance a new demo or certified pre-owned vehicle for as low as 1.49%, and you get $7,500 off right now through till the end of the month. $7,500 on any 2023 model. You want an S60? XC90, XC60, XC40, you name it. You got it all. 
at uh, Canada's best Volvo dealership, VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As uh, Ruben Bronte, a.k.a. Robin Brownlee, joins us uh, right now. Uh, Rubes, Calvin Pickard, I know people are like, oh, they're going to Pickard because Skinner uh, last game. I don't believe it. I think uh, I talked about it on Friday. I actually thought Florida was the best choice because that might be the hardest game to win. So I'm, I'm not going to put my backup in against a team. I, I think I have my best chance winning because what if we lose that? Then now I got to go with my starter against them. So I'm not saying the owners can't win in Florida, but to me, this is more of a night off for Skinner than it is, oh, we're desperate. We're going to Pickard. How do you view it? Yeah, it's, for me, it's the same thing, Jason. I mean, you could, uh, they could have gone with uh, Skinner from now till December with the days off in between games if they wanted to, but that's. That's not the best way to go about things. Pickard's sitting there. He's waiting to play. And here's the other thing. He's not a guy who is coming in while he hasn't played uh, in the NHL since, what, January 2022? He's not a guy who's uh, uh, a green kid who's never been in the league before. He's played National Hockey League games. He can. He's capable don't know if he will, but he's capable of giving the Oilers a chance to win against a team that's really good. So uh, I like it. If if that's your instinct as uh, and your Chris Knobloch, uh, go with it. Give Pickard a shot uh, and and see what he does, and let Skinner have a look at it from the end of the bench. He's going to play plenty uh, between now and Christmas. Um, nothing wrong with letting uh, uh, Pickard go tonight. Nothing at all. Oilers spent time today on special teams. Um, their power play, their first unit, yeah. call a spade a spade. It's not good. It's 11.6% for 13 games. We're not talking one or two games. We're talking 13 games where some, this stat is, yeah. I, I defy anybody to tell me they would have thought it was possible that McDavid, Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins would go 13 games and have one goal combined on the power play. It's hair. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it possible either. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, you know what? If it feels a little bit odd uh, on the face of things to look at Drysidel uh, or McDavid, uh, less so Nugent Hopkins, but he's still in the in that mix, and say, well, here's the problem because they've been so good so often over these last uh, several seasons. But the fact is, when they're not going. Chances are the power play is not going. It's a chicken and an egg thing. They, uh, you know, the power play is seldom steaming along like there's no tomorrow. Uh, if McDavid and Drysdale aren't part of it, and when they're not part of things happening, it's not a big surprise to me that it's dropped off. Now you don't have to be at the historic highs they were at, but it's really dropped off. And those guys have got to find a way to make more plays. Uh, Again, it sounds silly on the face of it to say, but Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl uh, haven't got much done lately, and there's not enough uh, people on the rest of the roster. Whether you get hot nights like they had uh, from guys lower in the lineup or not, uh, that's not enough to to, to uh, make up for it. But it's in it's in lockstep with the goaltending you still they still got four goals four goals should be enough 
to win a game in the National Hockey League. Bottom line. So there's a little offense, a little defense, and, and in the paint going on here where things aren't quite right. But you score four goals and lose, and you get no sniff, uh, that's a problem too. True, but to me at Mass, what the issue is, the it's, we can talk about goals against. We've talked to other blue in the face. Um, the fact is they scored four goals and nothing came from their top guys again. They're t- Connor McDavid's not even a point-of-game player right yeah. now. Right, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Drysaddle. Now Drysaddle's had some games. He's getting assists, but he's not scoring. This guy, you know, he's a top two goal scorer in the league for the last four or five years. Like they need their best guys to do more. You can't keep continually hoping that they're going to win without them. Everybody said, "Wow, they can't win without them producing." Well, you know what? They haven't produced and they've won lately. So at some point, it's fair for me to look at them and say, "Hey, they got to be better." Point blank, that game should have been won in the first forty minutes. End of story. Should have been one in the first 40 minutes. They had a chance to kick uh, uh, Tampa Bay in the teeth numerous times, and their power play did nothing. Well, and when I look, there's lots of sites you can go to. I I go to Quant Hockey sometimes. When, you know, okay, Leon Dreisaitl, 18th, okay, you put on a spurt, you're back up where you think you belong uh, or where he belongs based on uh, recent seasons. I mean, Connor McDavid is four screens in and 106th. I mean, that's, I mean, I know he struggled, uh, with, with the injury after he came back. I know he's missed two of the, of the 16 games, but that's not Connor McDavid, 106. Are you kidding me? That was the game. Like you said, Jason, those guys had to get something done when you score four goals and it's zeros across the board with those two, not good enough. These guys need to score now. And again, it sounds funny to say it, but it's true. They need more from these guys right now because Hyman, Hyman will do, you know, do some stuff for you. Evander Kane will, will uh, help when he's on. We've seen that this season, but you can't go zeros across the board in a game like that with your two best players. You just can't. There's lots of talk about, so Calvin Pickard's now, he's going to start tonight. Uh, I still think, uh, you know, even I guess unless he pitches a shutout, I would think they're going to go back to Stuart Skinner. He's their guy. If you're Ken Holland, do you just hope that Pickard is serviceable or is it very much on the GM to get something done here and get another veteran NHL netminer? Because Pickard has played, I know he played, well, he made 74 starts, played 86 games in his first three years. But since then, like the the guy has, he's had 30 appearances, but he's only made 19 starts in the last seven years, right? Like his last start is almost two years ago against the Pittsburgh Penguins on January 28th, 2022. Like this, this guy is by all the recent numbers of seven years, not an NHL goaltender. Well, here's the thing, Jason. And and, I mean, if you've got a, if you've got an answer, uh, I'd love to hear it. Um, it's got to be Skinner. To what degree uh, do you need a backup? Um, here's the problem. They've got no room for error, no margin for error right now because of their start. Um, if you drop down with your backup and you're off to a, you know, a guy gets hurt after a red hot start through the first 20 games, pick a number. 
Um, if he's not your best goaltender, but can you get by with him? Well, maybe you can when you got some margin to work with. They've got zero margin to work with, and that's the problem. You can't. Hey, hey, Cal, it's all on you now, bud. Well, that's kind. That's kind of a a bit uh, much to expect. Where does Ken Holland uh, or Jeff Jackson, whoever's pulling the strings right now, go for a goaltender that they can afford? Um, and here's the other thing that that's they can afford that's a better option than Pickard. And I know we've had some stuff run on Oilers Nation recently where there, you know, you, you, you look at names that are out there. Um, is it also silly for me, Jason? And I'm not saying I expect it, but I'm saying I would contemplate it if. Can Jack? Is there time for Jack Campbell in the short term to write himself uh, in the minors to the point where it's feasible to bring him up? I don't see it right now. Is that completely written off uh, based on on how he's just gone in the ditch down there and not managed to get out, um, or is that possible down the road? I don't know. What do you think? Well, Brownlee. Um... Anything's possible because uh, I'm uh, growing my hair out because the orders couldn't beat the sharks. So I guess anything is possible. But um, God, I I won't. I'm not saying I would do it, but I would be willing to bet that I would grow my hair out even longer for Jack Campbell not to recover. Like it, I'm, he, he looks completely lost. Uh, and by the time he gets his game back, you, you, what are we talking? Minimum a month. So that's minimum. I don't I don't see yeah. how that's a a viable option. I I think. I don't see – I'd be quite surprised, unless there's a rash of injuries, that Campbell plays another game in Edmonton. I just at, – at this point, um, there's there, there's so many things that have to change for that to occur that it would it would be a monumental shock to me. I, I guess the only caveat would be is that somehow maybe they can't find a trading partner. They don't want to buy him out because they don't want more dead cap space. But buying him out is is yeah. a better option than burying him in the minors. Right, you one point five million of dead cap space instead of three point eight five million. So of course they would buy him out. So I just I don't see how he's I don't see how he's the answer to whatever question it is regarding the orders goaltending. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to argue. You know, I've seen wheels fall off goaltenders before. Every goaltender is different. Their their mental makeup, and that's been discussed with Jack Campbell. How bad bad with him can turn to worse in a hurry. He's not a bounce back guy. Um, I just don't know who's out there that you can afford. I'm not on the phone to other GMs. Like I say, you can I can you can recite the names that have been thrown out there in terms of speculative pieces, but maybe um, not optimal given the bad start. Give Pickard the give Pickard tonight and see how he does. And if Skinner uh, comes back in and and plays the next with those gaps between games, there's days between every game. Um, and now it's another three or four or five for him. Do you go with Pickard again? All the time having a Holland uh, slash uh, Jackson working the phones. Uh, they may have a line on somebody, Jason, because they're talking to other guys who maybe have their own reasons for wanting to get rid of some salary or get, get rid of a guy that uh, they're not getting any value out of because he's sitting behind a couple of goaltenders who are clearly ahead of him, but they think he's a guy who can still play. That may happen. You may work that out in in uh, on the phone over the next week 
month, six weeks, whatever. I don't know what it is today. Um, it's not impossible, but right now, uh, you got to go with what you've got until you find something better. Cause you don't need, you don't need to bring, bring a guy in on a guess. And I know that sounds silly. Well, an NHL GM wouldn't do that, but it happens all the time. And you can't guess now when you already got five mil a year sitting in the minors. Um, 11 and seven, the fourth line I thought played quite well in Tampa. If they want to get Broberg in, do you think it would have been easier just to yep. go twelve and six and just take out Deharnay? What do you make of eleven and seven? Well, do they? They've got to want the. They got to want the. It's it's one of two things. Um, they don't like their. They don't like uh, what's happening with the bottom six. And given the last game, the bottom six was was pretty good. Um, or they want some. They want some. Of the edge that Deharnay uh, brings, he can also PK for you. Um, he moves around well. He's aggressive. We've got uh, a reasonably aggressive team, uh, if for no other reason uh, than uh, Mister Kachuk in the Florida lineup tonight. So uh, I don't know what Chris Knobloch's thinking on that. I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, eleven and seven fan myself. It it, it buys you. Uh, it covers your your ass on the on the blue line because there's an extra guy, but it also has a couple of guys up front sitting around waiting for a guy to to uh, swing into that third position on the line. You don't really have a line; you have a twosome sitting there waiting. Not necessarily bad, but at first blush, I don't particularly like that way of doing things. Rubes, have yourself a good one. Enjoy the game tonight. I shall. You too, Jason. Talk to you later on. It's Robin Bradley, a.k.a. Ruben Bronte in the uh, Oil Report, brought to you by Volvo Cars. Edmonton. Uh... Hey, guys, uh, here's getting rid of Campbell. Chicago is someone who's able to willing to take on bad contracts. It's no secret that Taylor Hall is performing below his contract value. Boston gave him away for nothing. Looks like Bedard won't need him for offense like they originally anticipated. So, uh... Fogel and Campbell, along with Holloway, and a first for Hall. Chicago will be able to sell Fogel at the deadline. The Hawks basically get a first and Holloway for taking on Campbell, and you basically trade Fogel for Hall. The orders would then get $1.7 million to look for a backup. Thoughts from John? Whew. Dylan Holloway, a first and Fogel for Taylor Hall? I know you're getting rid of Campbell, so you're freeing up the money. Yeah. Oh, God. Because um, the 1.75 to look for a backup, that doesn't really help you. Um, because there's not many backups that the teams are willing to trade necessarily, regardless of cap space. They just not, don't want to trade them, right? Like Calgary probably would trade you Dan Vladar, who just makes two mil, but I'm not even sure how good Vladar is. That's my concern. I don't know how good he is. But Hall right now hasn't been healthy at all in Chicago. It's kind of hard. To, so would I want to take on a guy who's banged up that much? Probably not. So I, uh, it's an interesting, though. I like thinking about it, but I probably wouldn't make that trade, even though it gets rid of Campbell. But I'm getting rid of Campbell and a first and Holloway, who's a former first and full. I think that's too much. So that would be, uh, that would be my take on it. So we'll see. 239. Got a lot more texts coming in at uh, Sports 1440. 401-1440. We'll get to uh, Cam Tate. Also, we have uh, Andy Petrillo. 
coming up. Uh, is there a goalie that you think is realistic to look at? I know we got a lot of people asking about Halak. Now, Halak's signed a PTO, right, in, uh, in Carolina. And I'll be honest, I will look up his numbers because I haven't looked them up. Um, mm, let me see. What's, uh, what's his numbers there for, uh, for old Halak? Uh, I'll find him during the break and then we'll talk about it. My, my initial gut says no. But considering that you wouldn't have to give up anything, if you pay him a league minimum, maybe it's better. We'll find out next. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. 244 game day on Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley. The Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We got uh, loads of texts coming in, 833-401-1440 to the uh, E-Well studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A for uh, your one-stop shop for all your electrical needs. And if you're thinking about a project and you want them to help your project look even better, they can do that as well. So I can supply you with the material and make your projects look even better. E-W-E-L dot C-A. Every uh, Monday and Friday here on the Jason Greger Show, uh, Cam Tate and his two-minute warning is here. And, uh, of course, uh, Tater, longtime uh, journalist with uh, Cerebral Palsy, he's in a wheelchair. But uh, he's always wanted to be on radio. And with the uh, wonders of technology, uh, this allows it to happen. Here is the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Well, there you go. Big J, need a haircut yet? Shampoo sale, maybe. Fast Eddie here for the official designated driver for the 2023 Grey Cup, Cam Tate. Here we go. Once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo. Those profound words were boldy painted above the door in the Eskimo dressing room. And one day, sooner than you think, we'll be calling the football outfit over there on 112th Avenue Eskimos. But that's another cup of coffee chat. For now, let's do a deep dive on that slogan. Once at Eskimo, always an Eskimo. Did you hear it ringing down from Montreal into Hamilton, zooming to Edmonton? And then all across Canada, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Big, big favorites to win Sunday's Grey Cup. But then the Montreal Alouettes, James Duthie of TSN, said it best after Montreal beat the Blue Bombers 28-24, and 24, calling the Alouettes Cinderella with swagger. Beautiful. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Winnipeg won the Grey Cup in 2019 and 2021. If the Bombers did win yesterday, the, the D word might be whispered in the Manitoba capital city. That D word, you ask? Dynasty. But even if, again, they would have won the Grey 3 CFL championships in four years. Montreal, with Annie Machocha as GM and Jason Moss as coach, ended that run. Now, what team did Machocha win as head coach with Moss as quarterback? Edmonton Eskimos, baby. Let's go back even more. The Eskimos went on that amazing run, winning five consecutive Grey Cups in the late 1970s and fumbling over to the 1980s. That dynasty could be matched in the CFL, sure, but it's interesting. Montreal's 2023 season, engineered by two former Eskimos, helped keep the five-in-a-row dynasty alive for several years. Indeed, once an Eskimo, always an Eskimo. The two-minute warning with Cam Tate, Mondays and Fridays. The Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440. It's true they were talking about the, uh, the D word, which I think is valid. Had the uh, Blue Bombers won three and four years when you go four consecutive years, 
I think in modern day, that's, that's pretty close. But now, you know what, uh, you know, teams have won back to back before. Obviously the, uh, the Argonauts, the Alouettes, we've seen teams do it, but man, you, you go three in a row, right? Like last year, a lot of people thought the Bombers were the favorite. They couldn't do it. It is hard. It's hard. And uh, now suddenly you have uh, Toronto and uh, Montreal back to back years. The East winning twice. And we'll see. Um, do I envision the green and gold in the Grey Cup next year? Probably not, but I hope I'm wrong. They, they were much more excited in the second half. That's fair. They had a very young defense, specifically in the secondary. So you would think they would be better. Jarius Jackson is their OC, 10 times better than his predecessor. To me, not even close. So that will help them. Trey Ford, the potential, everybody sees it. Now will be the evolution and the development of his passing game. Uh, A, knowing when sometimes just to throw it away, don't take a sack. But also, hey, the best scrambling quarterbacks, when you want to talk about Damon Allen, you want to talk about Doug Flutie, just look at their passing yards. As great of a scrambler as they were, their passing yards is what separated them. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, what do you think it would take to get Blackwood out of San Jose? I think his upside is huge from uh, Beaumont Cowboy. It's a good question, right? Because here's a player a few years ago in New Jersey that, you know, people were talking about, hey, this guy could be, you know, one of the goalies for uh, Team Canada. And he still might get himself back in that conversation. He's a $2.35 million cap hit for this year and next year. So that's a really good deal. The uh, Sharks, man, they got a lot of dead cap space. But they are rebuilding. There's no question in my mind. I think, are they finally willing to commit to do it? So if... If you look at the the deal, so you say, okay, we'll trade you Blackwood for Jack Campbell's contract. And if they want, they play Campbell in the minors next year. 
I could do it, right? There's basically 3.85 mil on their cap hit. But they've already got so much dead cap space. Now, I know they're not going to be competitive, so maybe they don't care. Um, You have to give up a first, though. That's going to be the challenge for Edmonton is, yeah, you free up the cap space of Jack Campbell. So I guess it's a move that's going to be in unison with other moves because it'll allow you to be more aggressive at the deadline. But ideally, you would like to use that first rounder for a player that's going to help you. Now, Blackwood, I, you know what? Obviously, he's going to help you. So you're getting Blackwood. You probably would have to give up even more, to be honest. Because they might argue and say, hey, Blackwood straight up is worth a high pick. Now, maybe not a first. But he's worth a second. And to take Campbell's contract isn't just an upgrade to a first. So I wonder what San Jose... I would think they would want to, you know, like, would they want Olivier Rodrigue? Would they want a young goalie? Maybe. I'd need to see a little bit more from Blackwood. I'd probably wait on him. He's only 26, so that's the good news. And, and a few years ago, he looked really good. I, and then he struggled after the injury, and maybe his is an injury that's just taken that long to rehab. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be challenging to to accurately gauge some of his numbers, you're going to have to dig deep and we'll have Woodley on later with Blackwood because the Sharks give up so much. And so while they give up a lot, it might, oh, geez, this guy makes a lot of high danger saves. Sure. But he also faces way more, right? And if some of them are happening in a 6-1 game, are the guys, I'd say they're not trying to score, but you know what I mean? If it's 2-1 to one or 6-1, to one, it's a little bit different. Hey, guys, Demko was garbage last year. Look at him now. Blackwood was almost out of the league. Be patient from imitation Tom. Well, Tom, just to be fair, though, Demko was injured, right? He had an injury. He came back. Look at him after the injury. Jack Campbell doesn't have an injury right now. Blackwood had an injury. Jack Campbell doesn't have an injury. That, to me, is what's concerning. Because if you were right, if it was coming off an injury, then I could see it. But Demko, when he returned from injury, was very good. His numbers, well, he played through the injury. That's where he was weak. So, I I don't know. Like, I just, the the Jack Campbell, like he's, what's the best case scenario? Is that Jack Campbell's a backup? Right? Is that probably the, maybe most realistic is the better word. Is that the most realistic? I think it is. So, what do you do? Hey, Gregor, doesn't Campbell have a no-movement clause? No, otherwise he wouldn't be in the minors. A, a no-movement clause means you can't be sent uh, to the minors, right? Now, Jack Campbell has a limited no-trade clause, right? And um, he submits a 10-team no-trade list. So, that's it. So, these are the 10 teams you can't trade him to, which leaves you, um, what, another 21? And... I guess he could veto it, right? But at this point, the team sent you to the minors. He might be thinking, hey, I'm not sure this organization is really going to want to play me. Right? The other thing that's beneficial about Campbell is both of his signing bonuses have been paid out. He had a $2 million signing bonus last year and a $1 million signing bonus this year. So the final three years of his deal, there's no signing bonuses. So that's what makes the buyout a lot more attractive. And maybe they did that on purpose, which 
Makes you wonder. Uh, his base salary also goes down a lot. So money owned is another factor, right? He's owned uh, 5.4, then 4.2, then 3.9. So even though his cap hit would say 15 mil over the final three years, he's not owed 15 mil, right? He's owed, what, 13.5? Is that right? 5.4, 4.2? Yeah, I think it's 13.5. So they all all those little things add up. But at the end of the day, his numbers, his play, combined with his cap hit, it's a hard trade. You're, you're going to have to convince a team to take him, and you're going to have to pay significantly to do it. And, and I think so that's where it will come down. Is is it worth trading away Jack Campbell so you get the, uh, the cap hit off the books and give up a first rounder? Or would you rather buy him out and have the, uh, the cap hit penalty for the next six, that's the thing, six seasons. It's not ideal. Don't get me wrong. But it is, that's the conversation I think that they uh, they need to have, right? So Jack Campbell, he would be, um, his cap hit, actually the cap hit would be uh, next year 1.1, then 2.3, 2.6, then 1.5, 1.5, 1.5. So obviously next year would be a huge cap savings. That'd probably be the biggest one. Yeah, it would be, right? Then still, pretty big cap savings, 2.7, 2.4. And then the uh, final three years of the deal is 1.5 of cap space that you know you never would have had. That's a good debate. What would you do? If you're the GM, and maybe if you're the president, CEO might be a better term because I think Jeff Jackson has a real big say in this. Would you rather just suck it up, wait until the summer, Buy him out, knowing that it's six years, right? And I just gave you the cap hit. Instead of being a $5 million for three years, it'll be 1.1, 2.3, 2.6, 1.5, 1.5, Or would you rather trade him, knowing that it's going to cost you a first-round pick? And maybe something more, right? So you go from five. Now, remember, you also have to replace Jack Campbell. So even if you give up the first... Right, if you're replacing with let's like, like I don't know if it's a decent goalie, we're probably talking one point five or two mil. Right, so it still will save you in the in the long run, but it also will cost you a first rounder. What would you do? Eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Because you got to think. Because to me, it can't just be an impulse decision, right? Like you got to think big picture here. If you're Jeff Jackson, you're like, hey, you know what? We think we're going to re-sign Drysdale. We think we're going to re-sign McDavid. We're pretty confident we can. Do you want to have that much dead cap space every year when they're trying to win a cup? Or would you rather bite the bullet and not have one first? I might lean towards biting the bullet and not having one first. Hey guys, a moot point. No one will take him at this one. The Conroys. Oh, buddy, how many times? Have people said, oh, untradeable contract, and then the guy got traded? It happens all the time. There's lots of teams out there. They're in a full-on rebuild, and they're like, we need as many first-round picks as we can get. We're going to play the odds. We're going to keep adding first-rounders. Now, you have to have an owner who's willing to pay the piper to do it. Right? So that's and $13.5 million in owed salary. 
if they do it in the summertime. If they do it before, then it's even more. But let's just say it's in the off season. That's thirteen point five in actual cash. Hey, Gregor, what about the option of LTIR? I know that's being brought up, but I've said this many times on the show and I want to stay consistent. I don't like people who want to abuse the term mental health. Lacking confidence, I don't think, should fall under the same umbrella as mental health challenges as people who have deal with severe depression or many other things like that. I I think that's a real slap in the face to those people who get up every day and who persevere and push through real mental health problems. I don't want to, oh, well, Jack Campbell's not playing well. And in this case, I'm okay with it. I'd feel like a hypocrite if I do that. So I don't know, you know, Jack Campbell, is it a confidence issue? Maybe. But does a lack of confidence on the ice equate to a severe mental health issue? I'm not an expert on it, but I I don't like, I, I think our society made a big mistake many years ago when we took away the word rape because, well, it made people uncomfortable and now everything's sexual assault. And when you think of sexual assault now, it can be a wide range of things, but all follows under the same umbrella. And a lot of people will just think of like the least offensive one because it's, it's, no one wants to think of the worst one. So I, I don't think that helped us. I think that was a bad step in society. And I think if we, if we start, oh, lack of confidence, well, now, that's, now everything's jumped in. You know, I, I think it can, it can be really insulting and hurtful for the people who have severe, real mental health issues and battle through it. Right, And there's lots of people out there that do. They find a way to get up and keep going. They find a way to do it. So I wouldn't, um, I'd be leery about that one. Quick break. Uh, When we come back, Andy Petrillo will join us after Connor Halley in a Sports 1440 update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, engineering experts at BIEENG.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.